Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. It is December the 17th. It is one week to Christmas Eve. Yes, Santa does have clearance to enter the country. That has been uh, that has been determined. What hasn't been determined at this point? When the heck is an NHL season going to start? For good sakes! And if you're eye rolling, <laughs> I'm eye rolling too. Actually, <laughs> yes, we are. We are going to talk about this again, sadly, <laughs> because we don't have a decision yet on when the NHL will get back on the ice. Other than they're talking, and that's a good thing because we're not hearing much about those talks, unlike a couple of weeks ago when we heard a lot about the deferrals and escrow and the memorandum of understanding being changed or the request by the owners for the players to change it. So we're seeing a lot of slinging going back and forth. Haven't heard much news at all except for what we hear from our regular insiders on this station uh, from Sportsnet and what TSN insiders are saying and what hockey insiders are saying. We still don't have a definitive, a definitive word on when the season will start. As I say good evening to you on this December 17th, a Thursday, a uh, cool, blustery, wintry day here in the city of Edmonton. Dave Campbell and for Reed Wilkins, again on 630 Chat Inside Sports, be here uh, tonight, tomorrow. Reed's back on Monday. So we don't know when the NHL season will start. And now we don't even know if there will be a Canadian division. And to explain it further, and this was put out about, uh, what, two, three hours ago by Chris Johnson of Sportsnet, NHL on Sportsnet Insider. We've had him on this show several times. And he explained the possibility of no Canadian division. Well, it's been forced upon the NHL, really. And, and I have to stress, this is not the preferred outcome for what the NHL wants. And in a perfect world, the league would have the seven Canadian teams based in their home cities, in their home arenas, playing each other in this all-Canadian division. But, you know, to this point, they haven't been able to secure the necessary arrangements and agreements with the provincial health authorities in each of the five provinces where NHL teams play. And without those agreements and without that being signed off on, the league can't move forward with the season and its plans to play. And, and I think really what you're seeing now is this has become a secondary option that, that's kind of been in the background because the NHL understands it could get to a point where it has no choice but to take these teams to the U.S. Much as we've seen the Toronto Blue Jays play out of Buffalo, the Toronto Raptors relocate to Tampa to, to play the upcoming NBA season. The NHL is, is working on a pretty small time frame to try to pull off the start of the season. And if it doesn't make those agreements with the, the governments to, to play in each of the cities, uh, well, then they're going to have to take the teams to the U.S. And there's been uh, talk that that decision could come down as early as tonight from Health Canada and the other health authorities. 
So what about the hub city option? Because that has been talked about. I mean, Elliot Friedman himself talked about it earlier in the week, saying that there are five cities essentially in the running to be a, a hub city. Las Vegas, Columbus, New York, New Jersey, and one of Toronto or Edmonton, who were the hub cities for the return to play in the Stanley Cup playoffs last summer. Uh, Chris Johnson says, well, yeah, it's on the table, but uh, it's it's kind of another option that the NHL is not crazy about. It is on the table to a certain degree, but you know the NHL has been pretty clear that this is a last course of, of action that they have to take. I mean, look, there, there's a human cost to having players be in a bubble over the, the, the entirety of a regular season uh, because that was a difficult experience for many of the, the players and staff in the summertime. There's an actual cost, of course, to, to pulling that off. And, you know, I think the Canadian government would prefer to see the NHL have that type of plan as it did in the return to play in Edmonton and Toronto. But I just don't think the NHL believes that's a long-term solution. We might see it for a few weeks or, or maybe even a couple of months at the start of the year if, if COVID dictates that they have to do that. But but that's not really something the league's going to consider. And that's why I think you know, you're, you're hearing talk now of them potentially taking these teams to the U.S. because that might be the best way in order to, to facilitate this 2020-21 season. So if that happens, would there even be a need for a Canadian division, according to Chris Johnson? You know, basically that the, the division would be over, that, that the realignment would have to be reconsidered because, of course, we've seen some realignment plans go around. But, you know, the entire premise behind building the All-Canadian Division was that it would satisfy the government, that you could then have the teams be based entirely in Canada, only travel within the domestic borders, uh, eliminating any sort of quarantine issues or, or border issues that, that could come into play. And, and so if this, uh, you know, doesn't move forward, then the All-Canadian Division is dead before it ever got to live. So, and as I said a few times already, it is December 17th, ladies and gentlemen. It is is December 17th, the desired start date. Now, the NHL has not specifically said this is the start date that is preferred, but it has been hotly rumored that January 13th is the desired start date. Now, NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman yesterday said, Mid-January is when we would like to start, but it's not set in stone. So here we are on December 17th, and we know that we have players coming back from Europe, those that are uh, European NHL players, or players that were assigned, like, for example, by the Oilers, to play in Europe to just have a place to play because there's no American Hockey League. There isn't any major junior hockey league going on right now. It's only NCAA and the East Coast League got started, but the East Coast League is not a high minor league option for NHL players. So Chris Johnson on, is the January 13th start realistic? It's becoming less realistic by the hour, I would say. And, and, you know, it's not totally dead. The NHL and the NHL Players Association have gone back and forth, uh, you know, throughout the week on transition rules, on some of the health protocols that would have to be put in place. I think there's a reasonable amount of optimism that they could finalize an agreement about what this season would look like on paper within the next day, maybe two or three days, but certainly in the very near future here. But, you know, the one thing that the NHL doesn't really have any control over is, is the sort of government's time 
timelines. I mean, obviously, uh, it, it's it's first and foremost up to the league to satisfy those issues with the government. And, and you know, it could get to a point where if they're just not able to do that, the NHL moves on and does go forward with, with the plans to have the Canadian teams based in the U.S. But, you know, with all these outstanding issues, I would suggest to you, and the fact that we're already on the back half of December, that January 13th is fading from view. And, and now we're probably looking at a later start to the season, even if everything does resolve in the very near future. You want to chime in? You can do that. 780-460-0063 is the number to call or text. So, so there it is. This is the curveball that we were not expecting at all. And there, there was a bit of a, I don't want to say maybe a bit of a preview of this, but uh, earlier today, Ontario's Minister of Sports says the government is examining how a Canadian division in the NHL might work. Lisa McLeod has said that discussions about the league's return to play plan are happening at Ontario's public health table with the, the province's chief medical officer of health, as well as officials from Toronto and Ottawa. And that uh, McLeod said she expects to join those conversations in the next few days as her federal counterpart, uh, Stephen Gilbo. Several media outlets reporting that the NHL planning to realign its division, of course, have a 17 Canadian division. Uh, but today, Ontario Hospital Association uh, asked the Ontario government for a strict four-week lockdown in regions with high rates of COVID-19 positivity. That would include in Toronto and Ottawa, the two cities, of course, the Leafs and the Senators uh, that have, uh, that are, would be in this Canadian division. So, and, you know, I think what the NHL approved in the summer, that is, if you insulate these players away from the public, then uh, you can keep them safe and keep the public safe and it worked. But, the NHL does not want to go into hubs. It may not have a choice, but it's clear that it's not their preferred option. And to me, it's astounding. And I, and I know, I know that uh, the desire, and I understand the desire, play in home rinks and travel. And there are ways to bubble players on the road. You know, it's it's a little trickier than a bubble, obviously, but you could put a strict mandate that you're only, you know, you're only allowed in the hotel and in the in the rink, and that's it. There's no traveling around. So if you're on a you know, if you're on a road trip and you're gonna play two games in Ottawa or two games in Montreal or wherever, then you're just gonna stay there and you're you're not gonna go anywhere but your hotel room basically or in the hotel and that's what they did in major league baseball eventually uh nfl i believe that's the policy now but i i can't imagine having 24 nhl teams in the u.s allowed to play in their home stadiums or home arenas and then there's seven teams that are you know there's seven teams that are wandering around trying to find places to play now we should also bring this in as well the San Jose Sharks cannot play in their in their district right now because there's a ban on physical contact sports. It is possible that the state of New York is going to put the kibosh on sports as well. Now, I don't know if it would include the the professional leagues for example, but uh yeah, I mean it's it's not as uh it's not as cut and dried and nothing is cut and dried this year. <laughs> So it's a shocking development. Uh, Kevin text in, 
Hence, this is uh, hence why I said last night that I can't get excited about the return to play. Too many what ifs and uncertainties. And if the seven teams have to go down to the states, uh, down to the states, I won't watch one game. Hmm. Well, I don't know if that has legs, but I mean, I understand why you say it, Kevin. <laughs> Absolutely understand how you how you how you would come to that conclusion. It's uh, it's just something that we weren't expecting. And the government obviously is very strict here compared to the United States. I mean, Florida, it's like they don't have the, the they don't have COVID-19. You're, you have to wear masks everywhere you go, but there's no gathering limits. It's basically normal. California is strict. New York is strict. There's uh, other districts that are strict. But there's a lot of districts and states in the U.S. that are not. But up here, yes, we are. We are fairly strict as far as our rules go. Um, but you look at the states and they've allowed the NFL to play and they allowed the NBA to play and they allowed Major League Baseball to play. And yes, the Blue Jays couldn't play in Toronto. They had to play in Buffalo. The Raptors are playing in Tampa, Florida right now because um, they can't play in Toronto because of the cross-border travel concerns. So it's uh, – but the, the problem is is that when you have seven Canadian teams – the only thing you could really do if there's a border issue is try and play within your own country. Now with the federal health authorities and the provincial health authorities and the governments have a problem with that, then I don't know what you're going to do unless you do the bubble, the bubble works, but you can't bubble the players for three to four months or however long it's going to be. So there's been this concept of play for a couple of weeks, go back to your home cities and then come back in the bubble and play for another two weeks or so. That's what might have to happen. But you're not going to have one bubble in the National Hockey League and then let 24 teams just fly wherever they want to and, and play in in every arena in the U.S. You, you can't do that. So, uh, you know, we weren't expecting this curveball, this curveball at all. Big L text in. Good to hear from Big L always. He says, I love sports and particularly NHL hockey, and this is an Edmonton sports show, and I expect the emphasis to be on hockey and getting hockey back and on the ice and TV. Maybe we need some perspective and relax. Christmas itself is being shelved in many respects. The colder segment of winter is coming, and a number are certainly and the numbers are certainly going to climb. It's time for sports to take a knee. I agree in one perspective, but in one sense, I do agree with that, Big L, and I think that sentiment is 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 understood. And I, I believe I understand that. The sports and entertainment world, I think, plays a part in our lives too. And let's face it, if we if we have NHL hockey to watch, people are gonna watch it. And I, I know what I know what Kevin said that I won't watch if the if if it ends up being that all Canadian teams and the Oilers included have to play in the States. But I do think that we we want entertaining hockey. We want entertaining sports. We want entertainment. So, yes, there are more important issues. But I do think that we do want to be entertained as well. We do, we do like our sports. But it is true that we are entering the worst part of the winter. I mean, winter hasn't technically started yet. It starts Monday. So we have the rest of this month, and we have January, February, part of March, Till we get to the springtime. So I understand it's hard to balance the two, but we are seeing sports on television. We are seeing sports being played. 
And I think we do enjoy, I enjoy my weekends better when I have college and NFL football to watch. You know, did just fine without it, but it's also nice to have it because it's tough enough these days. It's really tough. So it's kind of nice to have sports and entertainment, but it has to make sense too. It has to make sense. I do believe the NHL will play. I'm not sure if it's January 13th. could be the 20th, could be 27th, could be Feb 1. Don't know when it will be, but it's a, a shocking curveball today uh, from uh, Chris Johnson of Sportsnet saying that the Canadian teams may not have a Canadian division and all have to play in the United States. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Wow, wow, wow. Campbell in for Wilkins on 630 Chat Inside Sports. Big L text back in. Says appreciate your comments. Uh, definitely something hard to hard on hard to balance. On a lighter note, could you imagine Edmontonians watching the LA or Dallas Oilers? LOL. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> oh boy. Well, they almost were the Houston Oilers back in '96. So uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a bad wound for people my age. <laughs> i'll read this text as well that's good point kellen i don't expect that others to share the same opinion as i do but maybe some do bubble sports or COVID sports seem so regulated and forced that they have an unrealistic feeling to me maybe it's the lack of fans maybe it's the key players missing games or games being delayed or canceled i'm not sure to say that they are secondary importance to me would be an understatement yeah and some people feel that way i mean i'm sure there were some people that felt watching the stanley cup playoffs with no fans i found it weird but after a while you kind of forget about it you you, you see the competition on the ice. Uh, we see it in the, in the NFL. There's a lot of stadiums with no fans, and it's really strange because of the, you know, the stadiums are, are very expansive. Um, you know, NBA, they're playing games without fans. But, you know, there's these are businesses too, and they got to run. And I think we don't understand the, the money that's at stake here because it's a, such a high amount of money that it's for like, well, I don't understand that. I don't understand it myself. But these are businesses, and these are, you know, entertainers as well and i think uh sports is an understatement to some people but it's very important to others and not that it's the most important thing i just think we just want to be entertained we want release we want uh an escape from the real world in normal times and we definitely want it now (laughs) so uh that's that's where i kind of sit on it but I, i definitely uh I don't discount what you're saying at all. Uh, we do have a Thursday night football matchup. It, it's not great. L.A. Chargers, Las Vegas Raiders in Vegas. And 0-0 is the score right now. The Raiders basically have to win all their games and then hope for some help to win the or to win a playoff or earn a playoff spot in the AFC. The Chargers are done. When we come back... Looking forward to chatting with Jason LaBarbera, former Edmonton Order backup goaltender, a journeyman NHLer, and American Hockey Leaguer. 
Well, he's got a, a couple of gigs on the go. His future gig is with the Calgary Flames as their goaltending coach. His present gig is the goaltending coach of Canada's World Junior entry for the upcoming World Junior Hockey Championships that will kick off here in the bubble in Edmonton on Christmas Day. Canada playing Germany on Boxing Day. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Dave Camlin for Reed Wilkins on the Thursday evening edition of 6.30 Chad Inside Sports. Oh, we'll see. Uh, I'll read this text. Uh, understand that sports is a business. It's a big business for the owners and players. It's a livelihood for the support staffs. It's also a major part of media programming. No sports means no sports shows are left to talk about sport when, uh, sorry, left to talk about when sports might start. Keep up the good work. Well, we're here. We're talking about sports. We've been, haven't we, Kellen? We've been talking a lot about sports with not a lot of sports going on. And at least there's more sports than the start of the pandemic. But we've been here for a long time <laughs> talking about this. Absolutely, so. Davey. And uh, got some good news here. We have connected with Mr. LaBarbera. So he's ready to go. I am uh, I am happy to hear that Jason LaBarbera, who uh, played here for a time with the Edmonton Oilers, uh, a, a journeyman NHLer, AHL goaltender, and is uh, going to have a new gig soon with the uh, uh, goaltending coach of the Calgary Flames. Well, I guess he still has it, but he's focused on the on the goal right now, and that is being the goaltending coach for Canada's World Junior entry here in the bubble in Edmonton. And from the bubble, we say hello to Jason LaBarbera. Jason, how you doing tonight? Good, thanks, fellas. How are you guys? Oh, we're great. Uh, tell me, uh, how many days in quarantine are you now in the bubble? Uh, this would be, I believe, 19. Uh, wow. So quarantine is isolation. Like, we can't even leave our room. So Right. Uh, we're pretty excited about tomorrow morning, I'll tell you that. So tomorrow morning it ends? You're tomorrow not- morning. Yeah, as far as we know, unless something crazy happens at some point, uh, that's, yeah, that's the, uh, we get to skate tomorrow, which is nice. Now, is your inner six-year-old going to come out? Are you going to run up in the hallways, or what's going <laughs> What's going to happen? <laughs> I think it's going to be like that for a lot of people in here. I think uh, everyone's just just chomping at the bit just to get back on the ice. Obviously, the players are, too. You know, they haven't played ho- real hockey since March. Um, you know, and so they're excited to, to get on the ice and see the other countries in the building and, and just start to get after it and get get going with the World Junior Tournament. But you said 19 days of quarantine and isolation. 19 days. And this camp, what, started, what? Well, I guess 19, you know, before ago. 19 days, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, I think I got to Red Deer November, like, the 12th or something like that. So it's been over a month. Yeah, that's incredible. Um, you know, I, I know uh, you have a goaltender that came from NCAA along with uh, Dylan Holloway and another player. Tough for them, huh? Because they had to quarantine and skate on their own, and then they get caught up in the team-wide quarantine. Uh, what have you seen out of, you know, Devin Levi and, and Dylan Holloway and uh, just how they've handled it, not just the, the, the team, but, you know, these guys, it's been tough. They've hardly seen... You know, they've hardly seen the the, the sunlight or the uh, outside world or a, a sheet of ice. Let's just say. 
Yeah, yeah. It's. I, I mean, obviously, the whole thing's been interesting and unique, you know. And um, you know, those guys when they first came to, to Calgary and then came up to Red Deer had to isolate together, sort of in their own little bubble. So the, you know, and, and Alex Newhook. So there was the three of them. Yeah. We're always on the ice together, sort of away from the rest of the group. So it was uh, it was interesting in that sense. I mean, they got to they got to go on the ice and do some stuff, but it was just the three of them with myself and uh, Corey McNabb, um, the Hockey Canada skills coach. So it was uh, it was unique. But the thing is with those guys is is they're all. I mean, the three of them, for, for example, are just they're just very mature kids. They're very driven. You know, Dylan. You know, Dylan was on our Helenka team a couple of years ago. Dylan Holloway. Um, you know, so I have a bit of a relationship with him. He, he's always kind of shot in the uh, Hockey Canada goalie camps over the last couple summers. So great kid, and it was nice to see him and see his growth, you know, over the last year and a bit. And and then Devin, just I, you know, I obviously haven't <clears throat> hadn't known him before, and um, just building that relationship with him. And, and he's been he's been really good. You know, he's been uh, he's a fun kid to, to be around. He's always in a good mood, and and he's just. You know, I don't know if I've seen a, a junior goalie want to learn and get better as much as he does. So that's an exciting thing. And imagine getting out of quarantine is the big thing is obviously, I mean, you're going to get ready to play some preliminary games. You got a couple coming up before the tournament starts on Christmas Day. You play Germany on, on Boxing Day. But just to get into a routine, and I know you're in a bubble environment, so it, it's it's not the normal routine, but it's better than being cooped up in your hotel room. But I imagine getting that routine back will be, uh, or getting that kind of, kind of set will be a, a big difference for the club. Yeah, for sure. You know, like our routine has been 10 a.m. Zoom workouts and 4.30, you know, Zoom meetings and 7.30 or 7 p.m. Zoom meetings. So just to get back into the normal, the hockey rhythm will be nice. You know, obviously, again, we've all of us, I mean, we've all been, um, you know, haven't been able to do it for, for quite some time. And, you know, we've been planning, you know, this has been going on since June. You know, we've, we've been planning this and, and uh, getting ready for it and, there's been a lot of adversity, obviously, along the way, and you know, in the sense of you know, everything's changed quite a, quite a bit throughout the process. And um, you know, I just again, like I just now that all the teams are here and it's starting to be, I think the guys are starting to get a getting it's starting to feel real to them, you know. And I think it'll feel real, really real to them tomorrow when we really get to the rink, walk over to Rogers tomorrow, and and, and uh, get on the ice. Joined by Jason LaBarbera, the goaltending coach for Canada's World Junior Entry for the upcoming World Hockey Championships that will be played here in the bubble in Edmonton at Rogers Place. Uh, you know, this is a stacked team. I mean, this is probably the best team we've seen since 2005, uh, led by Sidney Crosby, who, uh, who, you know, that team just rolled in uh, in North Dakota. Uh you know, this team has 20 out of 21 uh, or 22 players that are first-round draft picks, including Dylan Holloway. You know, the one hot-button issue or the, always the big concern is goaltending. And and I, I don't know why exactly, but, you know, it's funny. I had Sam Cosentino on the show last night, the uh, analyst for the Canadian Hockey League, and I said, Sam, it just seems like we don't know the goaltenders enough compared to the skaters, the defensemen and the, and the forwards. And our attitude is, well, if we don't know them, how good are they? So you know them very well. Tell me about Devin Levi. Tell me about Taylor Gauthier and Dylan Garand. Yeah, well, you don't you don't know about the Canadian goalies because you know goalies don't get drafted in the first round, so there's not all that hype, you know, about them. So that's right. The, yeah, right. So the, all three guys are really talented. You know, uh, started I guess start with Devin. 
Um, you know, he, he, he played Junior A in Ontario last year. He was the MVP of the, uh, the Ontario Junior A League. He, um, he was the, uh, the MVP of the World Junior A Challenge, which is a, a really high-level tournament. Uh, you're playing against, um, you know, international teams. And, and usually the Ontario team doesn't uh, fare overly that well at that tournament. And they got to the final and lost uh, to the Russians. And um, mainly because of him, you know. And then, he, like I said, he was the MVP of that tournament as well. And he, he's, it's his first year at Northeastern. Obviously, they haven't been able to play, but... Uh, and was a seventh round pick by Florida this year uh, in the draft. So, you know, he's, uh, he's, a, he's, like I said, he's a talented guy. You know, Taylor Gauthier has got the most experience within the Hockey Canada uh, group. You know, he's played the U17s, he's played uh, Holinka Gretzky, he's played U18s, uh, he plays in Prince George. He's, he's a first round Bantam pick. He, he's, had, he's got a lot of pedigree. Had a really good year, you know, last year in Prince George on a on a team that wasn't uh, overly strong. And uh, so he's got really good numbers on that team and played a lot of minutes for them and, and really carried the load for them. And, um, you know, Dylan Grant's come to the program too. You know, he's played U-17s. He was on the Lincoln Gretzky team. Played a lot of minutes in Canada the last two years. He's their number one guy. Um, you know, as a 17-year-old, he, he, he's been given a lot of opportunities and played a lot of big games for them, uh, uh, you know, on a, on a real strong Canada's team last year. And, um, you know, he's a fourth-round pick by the Rangers. So lots of talent there. You know, like the guys have all been, you know, one thing, again, the guys haven't played hockey. That's one thing you're always not, not unsure of as far as how the goalies are going to be. But they've been really good. They've, they've, they've progressed nicely. They've, they've been pretty comfortable along the way. And, um, you know, it was, it was nice when we got out of the quarantine the first time to start get ourselves going and kind of, you know, this 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 week was tough in the sense we got we had to go back into the quarantine and kind of like you said get out of our routine a little bit. But we'll get back out there tomorrow and start seeing pucks and feeling pucks, and and the guys will just be uh, again just raring to go. Jason Labrobber, our guest, the uh, goaltending coach for Canada's World Junior team for the uh, 2021 World Juniors, which will start on Christmas Day here in the bubble in Edmonton, joining us on 6.30 Chet Inside Sports. And we got to talk about the, the latest uh, gig that you landed, uh, the Calgary Flames goaltending coach. Uh, that That's a fun job when you got Jacob Markstrom uh, and that goaltending crew to work with. But tell me about the job and tell me about this concept of, uh, and I believe the Florida Panthers have this as well, but it's an actual goaltending department. Yeah, there's a handful of teams that are starting to go that way a bit. Um, you know, I'm grateful in the sense of, you know, I live in Calgary. You know, my family's in Calgary. Uh, you know, when you, when you coach, usually, you know, if you want to progress and move up, it usually means you have to move. So the fact that I only have to move down the hallway from the Hitman to the Flames is, is obviously very, very awesome for myself and my family. So obviously excited about that. But, um, you know, it's been, I've talked to the Flames a little bit over the last year and a half. You know, Brad Freeliving was uh, the assistant GM in Phoenix when I was there. Um, Don Maloney was the GM uh, of Phoenix when I was there. So obviously I had prior relationships with them. And then just built my relationship with George Siglett over the last four years, obviously having him down the hallway and stuff. So uh, that's that's been good. He's helped me a lot, uh, out a, quite a bit over the last couple of years. And um, we've kind of, you know, like I said, we built that relationship. So it's, uh, it's exciting. You know, it, the one thing, and I think if you talk to a lot of goalie guys, goalie coaches is, you know, a lot of times when you're, when you're in the grind of a season, you're sort of on an Island on your own. Um, you know, the, the, the coaches sort of have each other to bounce things off of. They've, they've got each other to, to talk about certain situations or whatever. And, you know, not that they can't with goalies, but it's obviously a lot nicer when you can talk to another goalie guy who knows what, what you're talking about and, and sort of on the same page with you 
you're not going outside the organization to, to pick somebody's brain and, 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 and help you with, with whatever it is that you're trying to figure out. So to be able to have another guy, another, well, two, three guys, I guess, in, in the organization that you can do that with is really important. And then obviously just the development of the goalies in the organization all the way through and getting on the same page and scouting and, and going through that whole process, I think will be super important and, and uh, exciting for the organization going forward. Jason, it was a, it was great to chat with you. Uh, thanks so much. Uh, all the best with the tournament and with the Calgary Flames. Well, I wish you a modicum of success with the Flames. I'm, I'm hosting an Edmonton radio show. Uh, yeah, but I get it. <laughs> well, you, you played here before, so you understand how that rivalry works. So, um, yeah, exactly. but, <laughs> but I'm glad you guys are out of quarantine and uh, all the best in the preparations and uh, go get them, okay? All right. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Jason LaBarbera, the uh, current goaltending coach for Canada's World Junior Team and the Calgary Flames. Once uh, I would hope by the time the tournament's over and hopefully Canada has gold medals around their neck, celebrating that we will know when the NHL season starts. And when it does, Jason LaBarbera will uh, head to Calgary, I hope, um, <laughs> and will uh, begin training camp in his new role as goaltending coach of the Calgary Flames. Time for a break. Back in a moment. After the first quarter of play, it is 7-3. The uh, Las Vegas, or sorry, Los Angeles Chargers leading the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, starting quarterback for the Raiders, Derek Carr, has left the game with a growing injury. He's been replaced by Marcus Mariota. Still to come, uh, next hour, we'll be joined by Bob Stauffer. Get his reaction on this uh, stunning turn of events that the seven Canadian teams may not be able to play in their own country unless it's essentially a bubble. Might have to move the U.S., and yes, I do have quiz for Stauffer. Jim Mullen coming up as well, president of Football Canada. My name's Dave Campbell, and for Reed Wilkins, this is 6.30 Chad Inside Sports. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.